This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody, friends and foes, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, do you trust the Browns head coach? There's two ways I mean that. We'll get to it. And if you do, we have good news. If you don't, we have bad news. That coming up, we'll look at the spread for for Sunday's Browns Ravens uh, Browns Rams game. Did the Browns do the right thing, uh, staying out west? Plus, a look back at Monday Night Football and the standings, the playoff standings as we head into this week. That's all coming up on the latest edition of The Bullpen with me, Adam the Bull, brought to you by Betrick. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. So it comes down to do you trust Kevin Stefanski? If you trust Kevin Stefanski, and there's two different ways I mean that. Do you trust Kevin Stefanski to coach up his team? Do you trust Kevin Stefanski to be honest about injuries? Those are two different things. Now, we've talked a lot about trusting Kevin Stefanski on the field. You know how I feel about that. Uh, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is flawless. I think, again, we do this. It's very frustrating. This has become a a major problem uh, in this country, frankly. We go in our camps whether it's about politics or sports or music or whatever, and we plant our flag in our camp and we cannot be persuaded at all, which is ridiculous because as you get new information about whatever it may be, a politician, a musician, an athlete, when you get more information, if it, 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 you should be reasonable enough to change your mind, all of us. So, specifically when it comes to sports and Kevin Stefanski or or the Browns specifically the Browns right when we when when the Browns when Baker Mayfield was was up and down obviously he played pretty good as a rookie then he struggled the next year then he went to the playoffs and played well down the stretch then he stunk the next year then last year went to another team and he was all two other teams and he was awful this year he's been decent and we but it, there's no nuance there's no room for nuance because we've picked our camps and we got to stand by it. Uh, I, I have not a Baker guy. I don't think Baker's that good, but I can acknowledge that Baker has played decent football this year. Do I trust him in a clutch spot? No, he turns the ball over in key situations all the time. But has he played decent football this year? Has he been an adequate NFL quarterback this year? He absolutely has. And I'm going to be fair about that, even though I wanted Baker out and don't think he's a great quarterback. And the same things happen with Kevin Stefanski. You either some people feel like they they cannot criticize him, but especially the other side. Um, there's there's no every time the Browns lose, there's a group of fans that want Kevin Stefanski fired, and it's baffling to me. 
More on that in just a second. First, I want to remind you that you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. I'm getting to the Browns' injuries in just a moment. That's part of the trusting Stefanski in terms of what he had to say. But on the field, uh, I, I just think this this idea that every time the coach, the, the, the coach, the team loses a game, and I was critical, very critical of Kevin Stefanski, if you heard my podcast on Sunday, uh, about I didn't think he did a particularly great job. Now, as I got more information on Monday, rewatched the game on Monday, I think I was, I actually think I was overly critical of Kevin Stefanski, but some people don't see it that way. It is what it is. I can't change that. Now, where um, we've, we've already decided we're in our camps and that's it. So, um, so now the question is, and this is where you can certainly big time question Kevin Stefanski, is he being honest? Because yesterday when he spoke, and remember the Browns have gone uh, to L.A., because the Browns played in Denver. They're playing the Rams this week. They've decided to basically have a camp or make their home base UCLA, which, of course, is where their starting quarterback, maybe Dorian Thompson Robinson, played his college ball. And that's where they're at. Um, I actually think that was a very smart move. Some teams don't like getting out of rhythm of the the natural things, what way they do it. But I, I think the Browns had that uh, great experience in the in the preseason in Greenbrier where the team really came together, and they could use a little of that with all the injuries right now. So being on the road, no distractions, hopefully. I mean, you're in L.A., so uh, young players with a lot of money can sometimes get distracted in L.A. Hopefully that won't happen. But, you know, you're all together. Um, everybody's in the hotel. Everybody's staying there. So hopefully this will be a good uh, a bonding experience for the team and lead to a victory over the Rams. But do we trust Kevin Stefanski? Remember, uh, Miles Garrett, which is the biggest injury, um, and I'll get to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but Miles Garrett hurt his shoulder, said after the game in the locker room when he was asked by Mary Kay that he that he heard a pop. It's never good, or it's rarely good. when it, Well, it's not good ever for a player to hear a pop. Uh, and usually the news following that hearing a pop is bad. Now, Kevin Stefanski said yesterday in his press conference that Miles Garrett is day-to-day with a left shoulder injury. He had an MRI done in L.A. yesterday, and he said, Kevin Stefanski said, the scans revealed no structural damage. But as usual, in his comments, Kevin Stefanski was not that forthcoming, and as Zach Jackson of The Athletic describes it, correctly he was very vague um and he's often vague that's kevin stavansky's mo same thing for their gm andrew berry he's one of these new school coaches and their new school gms that they kind of all talk the same and never really give you a straight answer so are we to believe that that miles garrett doesn't have a serious injury and that it's just pain dealing with the pain or have we been scarred enough from a lot of situations, especially the Deshaun Watson situation, that makes us think maybe we're not getting the whole story here. Time will tell. Um, if Kevin Stefanski is being honest and it's only about pain tolerance for Miles Garrett, then I would expect him to play. Miles Garrett's a guy who I can't imagine 
knowing how tough this guy is, as tough as it com- as he comes, as any player comes, um, that that he's not going to play because of pain tolerance. I, I can't imagine. Now, if he did it, you know, I'm not criticizing anybody for not playing due to injury. I think that's lame. But I, I would be absolutely stunned if that were the case. So we can only go by what we have. I, I understand being skeptical. I'm a little skeptical. Yesterday, when I first saw the news, I was like, this is great news. And then I was like, well, wait a second. We thought we had great news on Deshaun Watson. And it turned out not to be so great. So. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it at this point. But um, I have no choice but to, at least now, take him on his word for now. But based on that word, I'm going to assume that Miles Garrett's going to going to play this weekend. And that would be huge because I did not. when When he left that game Sunday and when you saw him in the locker room, the press conference there, and Mary Kay's asking him about his shoulder. Uh, I did not think it was likely he was going to play, but now it sounds positive. As for the other injuries, not surprisingly, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a.k.a. DTR, suffered a concussion. Kevin Stefanski wouldn't say... Uh, when when guys are in the, the concussion protocol, he's he's even more vague than usual. So... Usually, when a player is in a concussion protocol, they miss at least one game. We know that Marquise Goodwin has missed a month with a concussion. Most guys miss one game this year. There have been a couple of players that have cleared before the end of the week. However, the question is, there, does there become a point this week where if if he's, let's say, DTR is not cleared till Saturday and he hasn't practiced all week, well, would you still play him? That's a big question. And who are you getting ready this week? Well, to me, I I, I, I'm, I have no interest in having P.J. Walker play ever again. Now, he was the backup this week because Flacco obviously wasn't quite ready. I think the plan to start the week has got to be getting Joe Flacco ready. For me, I like the progress the DTR has made. I talked about it on Sunday's podcast. I talked about it on Monday's UCSS. And I'll talk about it again here. I like the progress he's making. It's slow and steady. He's extremely raw and is a lot, 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 lot of room for improvement. I wasn't stuttering. I was just doing a lot of lots. But I like the promise that DTR has shown. And if even if he's cleared on Friday or Saturday, I would still play him, even if it means he hasn't practiced all week. That's my thought. Because... I, I can't play P.J. Walker. I don't want to see him on, on the field ever again. He's probably the worst one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Not probably. He is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. I think you get Joe Flacco ready to start the week, and if DTR gets cleared, you play him. You'd say, well, he hasn't practiced all week. Well, Joe Pla- Flacco hasn't practiced all year. I know he's a veteran, but DTR, I think, is my best quarterback right now. I'm very confident in that. I think he's better than Joe Flacco at this point in their careers. I'm playing him if he clears. Will the Browns do that? I don't know. I'll be curious when the Browns get, obviously, day off Tuesday. But when the Browns get back to practice on Wednesday in L.A., and we won't know this till you know late in the afternoon our time, Eastern time, 
who's taking first team reps. My hope, well, the, the hope is that it's DTR, but I can't imagine he clears the protocol by Wednesday. Uh, but uh, I guess crazier things have happened. And if it's not him, then it's Joe Flacco. If P.J. Walker's taking first team snaps, oh boy. Uh, and and it makes a difference. It really does. I, I you know I I don't think the Rams are a very good team, but the Browns have so many injuries right now, and it's a road game. And uh, it, it's right now the Rams are favored. I look at the latest Bet Rivers lines, and I'll give a little uh, take a little look at it. I looked at it about a half hour ago, but I'm looking at it again now. As of this moment, the Browns are a four point favorite in L.A. Excuse me, a four-point underdog in L.A. The over/under is thirty-nine and a half. Rams coming off an impressive win, albeit against a terrible defense in the Cardinals, and the Browns' defense a lot better. But Denzel Ward missed last week. At this point, there's no indication that he's going to play this week. Anthony Walker missed last week. We don't know what his status is at this point. Probably get an update on Wednesday. We're not sure about Miles Garrett. Even if he does go, he may not be at a hundred percent. We saw that last year, and he wasn't the same player. So that's one. That's your most important player at each position. I guess some would argue JOK is their most important position at linebacker. There's no doubt it's Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward in the other two units. On the offensive side of the ball, obviously we're not sure about quarterback. I like the Browns' chances a lot better with DTR. I still would lean towards the Browns with the points with Flacco. I would not. I would probably pick the Rams with P.J. Walker. That's how I see it. And I know they've won games with him, but that was with a completely healthy defense and a completely healthy Amari Cooper. Speaking of which, Amari Cooper, yet another injury for the Browns this past weekend. Amari uh, Cooper, who got hung out to dry by P.J. Walker, didn't even take a hard hit. People were screaming it was a dirty hit. It was not. He really just got pushed, but he fell on his ribs. And so he's dealing with a rib injury. Stefanski also mentioned he was day-to-day. It sounds like Amari Cooper is going to be ready to go. Again, everything with a grain of salt when it comes to Stefanski's injury updates. We'll have to see if all these guys are out on the practice field. One other injury, a guy we would not have cared about before this year, uh, Jordan Elliott, has played well. He's had his best season under Jim Schwartz this year, and he's dealing with an ankle injury as well. So the Brown, so and he has also been listed as day to day. But the obviously, um, the Browns are are dealing with a boatload of injuries to go with what they were already dealing with this year. They're still without their starting left tackle. They're still they're going to be out there starting right tackle for the rest of the year. Although Dewan Jones has done great, he's been in and out of the lineup the last few weeks. Uh, so they, they have a terrible left tackle situation. The right tackle situation is a little shaky because DeWan Jones has been banged up and hasn't played a full game the last few weeks. They've been kind of split in time, which weakens them there. And the injuries have really piled up. We're going to find out what this team is made of. Like I said, the Rams are not a great team. They played well last week. They're not a terrible team, but they're at, and they're at home. But the Browns are a better football team. But I don't. I, how many injuries can one team take? The Browns have had, I, I would say, an an unfair share of them. Speaking of a large share, last night our old buddy Josh Dobbs threw four interceptions in Monday Night Football. Four. 
Um, I never thought Josh Dobbs was a starting quarterback. I'm not here to take victory laps at Josh Dobbs' expense. I'm a fan of Josh Dobbs. Uh, I, I hope he does well. Uh, but I think people went over the top. Now, the Browns erred. We've talked about this time and time again. They should have had a better backup quarterback situation. They made a mistake. It didn't have to be Josh Dobbs, but they made a mistake. But Dobbs was a disaster yesterday. Four picks. Did throw one touchdown. Uh, as the Bears, an ugly one, beat the Vikings 12-10, a game that was 6-3 to going to the fourth quarter. Um, so there you go. All right. Uh we look at the standings now with week 12 in the books. The Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC at nine and three. Chiefs, Jags, Dolphins, the other three division winners, two, three, and four in that order, all eight and three. The number one wild card at the moment is Pittsburgh. Um, much to my chagrin, they're probably going to the playoffs again this year. They've gotten a very lucky break with the schedule. They've got the Bengals twice without Burrow. Got them once already. They'll play them again. The rest of their schedule, Cardinals at home, Patriots at home, at the Colts, Bengals at home, at the Seahawks, at the Ravens. So even if they lose towards the end, I mean, it's hard to believe they won't win at least two, if not three of their next four. Um, I guess it's possible they don't make the playoffs. If, if, if they split the next four and then they're nine and six, I could see them losing their last two. At Seattle, at Baltimore, won't be easy. So I don't think they're a lock for the playoffs. But I, I think they'll probably end up getting to 10 wins, maybe even 11. The Browns sit in the sixth spot, seven and four. Uh, they Right now, St the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Browns due to a better a win percentage in the division. Obviously, um, the two teams have split their two games, but the Steelers three and one in the division, Browns three and two. And the Colts at the moment are the seventh seed at six and five. They have a tiebreaker over both Denver and Houston, but that's it. I mean, you got, uh, and, and then the bills are six and six and you know, nobody else, nobody's been eliminated in the AFC yet. I don't even think the Patriots have technically been eliminated from the playoffs, but, uh, I, I think beyond that, the teams are dead. The chargers at four and seven, the Bengals are five and six Raiders at five and seven. I think you got 10 teams possible realistically for seven spots and the Browns. I, I still think if they can, if they can, Split their last six games will make the playoffs at 10 and 7. I still think they got a decent shot to win 11 if Miles Garrett is healthy uh, and if DTR can get back out there. I, I, I think the Jaguars and the Texans games are going to be very tough. You know, Rams is on the road. The Bengals is on the road. They, they do have the Bears and Jets at home. Those have to be wins. So that gets you to nine. If you can win at least one of the other four and maybe two, two, you're in 100%. I still think the Browns are making the playoffs. I think they're going to go. My my gut tells me they're going to go three and three the rest of the way, and finish at ten and seven and make the playoffs as probably the six or seven seed. They get to eleven, they got a good chance to be the five seed. The the division, in my mind, at this point, is out the window. Uh, obviously, it you know anything can happen, but if you look at the the division at this point. The Browns are a game and a half behind the Ravens. And the Ravens, at this point, would have the tiebreaker uh, now that the Browns lost last week to the Broncos and the Ravens beat an AFC team. So 
And the Ravens' schedule is pretty favorable. I think the Ravens will – well, not, I mean, actually, I shouldn't say it's favorable. Their schedule's, you know, not crazy easy, not like the Steelers, but it's not terrible. I think they'll get to 12 wins, and I, I don't – you know, 11 at the least. So I guess if they go two and three, it's possible the Browns could finish tied with them. Possible. But probably the Ravens go three and two, and I can't see the Browns winning five more games. Four, yeah. Five, unlikely. It all depends on health. Hopefully we'll have a better feel for it by the time I join you on Thursday. All right. Thanks as always to Brian Monzo for producing. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Please remember to hit the subscribe button. And, uh, you know, whenever I put out a podcast, you'll get an alert. And uh, coming up, uh, by the way, um, this week, uh, Quincy Carrier. You all know Quincy's got a he's got a huge Browns podcast. Um and we've gotten into some fun arguments on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Um and so uh it'll be fun to have him on. We've had some good arguments there, but I think this will be a lot more mellow and we'll get his thoughts on where the Browns are at. Uh so he's going to join me on third Thursday's podcast. Make sure you uh, follow him on Twitter at K-W-E-N underscore C. Check out his podcast if you're not doing so already, but I'm sure you are. So he's got a very popular Browns podcast. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.